are back. Outkick 360 on the Outkick OTT Network alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, the, the cast and crew all here at 6th and Peabody. Yeehaw, old smoky moonshine. We are ready for the Outkick VIP watch party as the NCAA tournament gets into full swing on this Friday. Gentlemen, it's here. Did anyone else feel a little extra tingle this morning <laughs> when you woke up? College basketball in the air. It's March. Here in Nashville, it doesn't quite feel like March and spring outside, but to me, it feels like basketball in the tournament. Absolutely. Basketball requires tall men, and this is uh, a setting that shows off that we have two tall men. This is not a matter of me being short. My mother always talks about this, this is, uh, and we referred to her earlier this week. This is about them being tall. I am a man of average height. These are tall men. Like Let's six, just five. get that on the record. <laughs> I'm not Detlef Schrift over here. I mean, I'm not like 6'10". Manute Bowl okay. and, uh, and Sean Bradley. 6'3". We send six, our sympathies to Sean Bradley. 5'5". Five, five. For his That's uh, the height terrible breakdown. accent. I'm not 5'5". Five, five, I'm 5'9". Five, we marked it on the door at our old studio. So we're going to have uh, Clay Travis who's going to swing by momentarily. He's going to be hanging out with VIPs here in about 45 minutes. We have a, a great crew headed here to watch all the games all day. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, Nashville area, swing by 6th and Peabody. We're going to be here all day as we watch all of the college basketball games. And we had one last night. I would have bet the house on Michigan State. I would, But we were too. all at dinner when tip-off happened. My Big Ten theory gets blown up last night. Uh, and I watched the last six minutes plus overtime uh, when I got home from a, a dinner. It couldn't shoot. Uh, the guy tosses up an air ball. There's some debate as to whether a UCL, uh, UC, UCLA defender touches it. They review it. No, he didn't touch it. He didn't touch it. <laughs> it was just an air ball. Just a then terrible they, shot. Then they go into overtime, another air ball. I mean, they, they, were, they were terrible. They didn't look like a team that deserved to go anywhere in March. Um, I don't think UCLA is going anywhere either. But Michigan State was awful last night, I thought, uh, when, it, when it came to crunch time. Well, here's the lesson. When you spend five minutes hyping up Michigan State on this show, like we did yesterday, and I was talking about all the going back and forth I was doing on taking BYU to beat Michigan State yeah. in the next round, then it, the fate was sealed for the Spartans at that point. You knew they were going to go out there and lay an egg and lose uh, in the first four game, and that's exactly what they did. Lesson learned. No more hyping up yeah. Michigan State. We will give you our perfect year, parlay coming up in about 15 minutes as well. Whenever uh, Clay arrives, we'll go through our top bets uh, that we've placed on FanDuel for the weekend, and for me at least specifically today. Yes. Uh, last night at dinner, the topic was Deshaun Watson, guys, and where we're headed with this. We now have three accusers, and or we, we have three, three, cases. three cases, and according to the attorney, Busby, he says he has nine, up to nine accusers now. Does that open a floodgate? It seems, you know, look, all this is speculation to a degree beyond that. But it would seem if there are nine, that there will be more. Um, and well, how many more do you need? Do we point? have, you don't need more, but it suggests that Deshaun Watson is a habitual offender. To what degree, uh, and it doesn't really matter, to what degree, but how far did he push things with how many masseuses 
Masai. Masai. Masseurs. <laughs> we're still working We still don't know the plural, the plural of, of I think masseuse. it's just masseuses. We're having fun. But to what degree did Masai. he uh, go way out of bounds with these women on a regular basis? Now, I will say, you know, the, the text that the lawyer put out, you know, are you comfortable with glutes? Well, professional athletes have need for glutes to be massaged. Glutes and groins are... Uh, you know, fair game in, in uh, athletic massage. So I don't think that's particularly incriminating. What we've heard about him forcing oral sex is absolutely The incriminating, incriminating text is on the second page that he sent out. I'm sorry. According, according, uh, according to the attorney, it's from Deshaun Watson who says, uh, sorry if I made you uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, but surely he has things that are even more damaging than that. And you don't need damaging text from Deshaun Watson to have a strong case. Right. You need testimony from these women who say what, you know, and one of them has already said he forced oral sex. Well, Deshaun Watson came out strong with the initial allegation and said, I look forward to clearing my name. This was a six-figure settlement that was proposed. This is preposterous. I'm going to clear my name and show everyone that I'm completely innocent. Now that eight other accusers have come forward, this is either one of the most elaborate hoaxes that's a complete fabrication with all of these women, or Deshaun Watson has a big problem. And I'm not just talking about a problem in the NFL, a problem legally possibly moving forward because, guys, I don't know about you, but best case scenario right now for Deshaun Watson is he just has a real problem with being inappropriate with masseuses he pays to give him a massage, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you, could, if you could debate, okay, I didn't force anyone to do anything. You know, the first accusation, Paul, you talked about where he proposes something, she says no, he says okay, gets up, walks out of the room and says don't tell anybody about this. It's just That's a different level bad to forcing acting. someone on top of you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a completely different thing. But so, these have escalated. The charges have escalated. Now, Houston, the Houston Texans have handled this whole Deshaun Watson thing poorly. How much are they wishing they hadn't been so stubborn about this. They could have dealt him, got three first-rounders and a player and a second-rounder back, and this would be somebody else's headache. Uh, somebody else's thing to deal with. Not that that's the most important thing. Obviously, the victims are the most important thing. This trend is the most important thing. But Houston Texans could have moved on from all of this, should have, frankly, moved on from all of this. The value isn't going to get higher come draft time. The value is probably, don't you think, Hutton, at its peak, as free agency opened, as teams were, even before that, before the Wentz deal, before the Stafford deal, you sh at the very beginning, the biggest quarterback who's on the market had the most value. When the board is clean and the teams that need quarterbacks are looking for their first corner, C Carolina is desperate for this guy. They're not as desperate for this guy today as they were before the first story came out. Not so you've the got NFL an appreciating asset. So the, uh, we talked about this. It's not really a possibility because none of us buy it. But remember the initial reaction was, boy, something's up. The Texans are up to something. Yeah. Something's going on. Not the only job. possible thing that the Texans could be thinking was, he's going to be tainted goods. So if a story comes out that we knew about or that gets leaked, suddenly his trade value diminishes, and you could go to Deshaun Watson and say, uh, now we're going to stick by you. This is your only option. Now you have to stay with the Texans, and you're going to be a part of this organization. None of us are buying that, but that's the only possible way that this would be. Guys, I'm trying to find a way to believe Deshaun Watson based on his statement. 
that it's preposterous and he's going to defend his name at this point. And it's becoming increasingly more difficult to do so because there's nine accusers. And it's a very consistent theme. When you are DMing a woman you don't know that's a masseuse in a different city, asking to fly her in to massage you, I don't care how into massage you are, that's a weird thing to do. I lived in Houston. Uh, it's a sprawling city. Like geographically, I think it's the biggest city in America. I can assure you that in that footprint, there are no lack of masseuses who can handle an athlete of Deshaun Watson's caliber. Also, guys, I, 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 you know, I've covered the league for 25 years. Most of them find a masseuse. That's my masseuse, you know. He or she knows how to get the spot in my back iron now, know how to loosen my hip flexor, whatever my main issue is, he or she knows how to deal with it. And I have regular appointments, and he or she is at my house Monday, Wednesday, Friday during the off-season. They're at my house Monday after a game. You know, and, and, and if I can't get my masseuse, it's an issue. I have to use somebody else's masseuse. Oh, my God. It's not a, I'm shopping for a different masseuse every, you know, three masseuses for three massages in a week. It's a, it's a bizarre story that's just getting started. And I can't help but think about how far Houston has fallen off the sports map. You know, this started with the Rockets GM who denounced China and was fired. Who's a supremely gifted personnel evaluator and analytics cutting edge Which guy. is ridiculous. You know, it starts there. Uh, we know how things have gone with the Rockets organization since then. A complete the, blow up the of Houston, that organization. The Houston Astros with the cheating and the scandal involved there. SOBs. And now the Houston Texans who can't do anything right. Uh, Deshaun Watson demands a trade. How they the refuse. And, and now we see that the NFL is now looking into uh, it. It's all that, for the Comets and the Dynamo. No, no, I'll tell you what that means for Houston. Pump up the Cougars, baby. A two seed in the tournament. I've got them in the Elite Eight in my bracket. Let's go Cougars. It's all about the Cougs now in Houston. Houston Houston's one of my upsets in the tournament. Well, there you go. Hutton's uh, predicting the city of Houston continues the, their downfall. The decline continues. We talked, we talked about Deshaun Watson, and now the Cougars losing the first round as a two seed. We talked about the necessity of paper, and I filled out a bracket on Monday that got to the Elite Eight. And then last night, I just threw out an ESPN bracket while I was watching the end of that terrible Michigan State game and so my bracket now is in my phone which is a real hassle to look at though it does constantly update for you but there's Chad's oh. paper I'd prefer to have is, that in my pocket what is important about this time of year at this watch party today if you want to know what I did in my bracket which probably no one really does <laughs> but if you do I'm glad I'll bring it out I'll have it on me the whole time I will show you Exactly. What, this is the fun of the bracket, Paul. I, know. I think you people are in agreement generally. They don't want to know about your bracket or your fantasy team. Like, oh, we might want to know because we kind of pit ourselves against each other and whatever. And, and we want to know how much we're winning and losing from our slush fund. Well, something else fun, fun is it, like the Nate Bargatze <laughs> slush fund he talked about yesterday, his gambling yeah. slush fund. Yeah, like when, you get dip in, when you go deep enough that your wife has to know. Your it. faux Venmo account that you use to pay off gambling debts. Well, that's not faux. That's um, secret. Uh, the... Uh, I said faux, not fun. But the, the cathartic experience of either circling your team that wins or crossing them out when they lose is also fun with the bracket. And think how many, this is traditional, right? How many on the first day you're like ready to throw it away? It'll probably be me. Florida and Virginia Tech will get things uh, tipped off in the tournament. Arkansas and Colgate follow. 
We're going to preview all of the SEC matchups throughout today and tomorrow as we roll on here. Broadcasting live from Yeehaw, from uh, Old Smoky Moonshine, and from Sixth and Peabody. It is the Outkick VIP watch party happening all Speaking day. Of our That's all one place, by the way. If you behind us here, what what should we drink first? I think is the question. The colors are tremendous. Uh, My son would love these colors. I'm digging the Hunch Punch. This was a college favorite. <laughs> uh, this is it looks like a grain alcohol Jets starting strong. I'm a big fan of uh, a fruit or vegetable dipped in alcohol. What's the pure green? grain alcohol? <laughs> What's we've the got green? cherries. We've got pickles. What's we, the green? We've got like a butter pecan uh, concoction over is here. Is this butter pecan? No, that is straight. White uh, light. That is straight. White I need lighting. to avoid this. That is from a holler. Fifty percent, right one hundred proof. Yeah. If exactly I have right. a shot of this, I'd be the way I've been not eating and not drinking. I'd be laying down uh, on the floor over there. Be Coming a hell up, of a shot. Paul takes a shot of that, <laughs> and then he lays down on the yeah, floor. You don't shoot. You don't shoot that. You sip this. Hell yeah. of a show shot if me laying on the floor. It's going to be a great day. If you're on your way, uh, give us a, a shot on Twitter at Outkick360 is where you can find us. When we come back, our perfect parlay for day one of the NCAA tournament next on Outkick360. Outkick's VIP watch party happening today, downtown Nashville. Outkick 360 is here with Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Time for the perfect parlay from FanDuel.com slash OK360. You can place your bets on all of the NCAA action. Uh, some great options, and the three of us have placed and made our parlay bets for today. Guys, I told you last night, I... I I started scanning through my list of games, and much like I'm able to do, I can convince myself that it's a winner oh, immediately. <laughs> Especially when you know you're getting a 50 back. So uh, there's no reason not to feel entirely confident. You know, I don't feel that confident considering I did a four-game parlay last night with the start of the tournament, <laughs> and I somehow went 0 for 4. I didn't win one leg no, of the said, parlay. Oh, sorry, three. I did win. No, Drake. actually I didn't because... I don't think Drake covered. I picked him to cover like two and a half or three. They won by a point. I think they won by one point. So I didn't even win that. 0 for 4. 0 for 4, which doesn't have me feeling confident. You really got warm during the first I'm going to muster up some confidence in my perfect (laughs) parlay today. How about that? All right, so we're going to – I think it's better if you run through all three. Yeah, so I'm going to run through mine to get going. And uh, I'm going to go in reverse order of tip-off time. Okay. Um, And all my games are today. Winthrop, Moneyline – against Villanova. The Eagles are deep. They play as many as 10 to 11 players. Nova, they lost Gillespie, what, two weeks ago now. Uh, Winthrop 10th nationally in rebounding, 8th in offensive rebounding. Rock Hill, South Carolina, known for football, not tonight. I've got the Eagles of Winthrop winning outright. Oral Roberts, I'm taking the points, 16 and a half against the second seed at Ohio State Buckeyes. The Golden Eagles, They covered games this year against Wichita State, Oklahoma State. They covered against Arkansas. They covered against Oklahoma. And they were double-digit underdogs in those matchups. They can score. And they're in the top 15 in points per game across the country. They lead the nation by averaging nearly 12 threes per game. They can get the hot hand. They can keep that game close. They're not winning outright, but they're going to lose by less than 16. Arkansas, I'm taking... The Razorbacks and giving eight and a half points against Colgate. Colgate, everyone's talking about their record and how great they are. They played five teams all year. 
They played five teams to get to the NCAA tournament based on their schedule. Uh, five and 11 Holy Cross, seven and 11 Boston, uh, six and 11 uh, Loyola, and and then they, it was five and seven Bucknell that they scored 105 points on. The Razorbacks, meanwhile, all of their six losses to teams in the NCAA tournament, they can get up and run with anyone. I'm taking the Razorbacks minus eight and a half today against Colgate. Arkansas also red hot coming into the tournament. I think eight of their last nine they won, like excluding the SEC tournament loss. So. Yep. That's a good one. It's weird, though, how people are viewing Arkansas as this team that's going to get eliminated quickly, uh, even though they're one of the hotter teams in the tournament. You go, Chad. Yeah, so um, I'm going with the Gators. I'm, I'm going to go from the early tips on uh, through the early afternoon with mine. They went from uh, a one-point favorite to a one-point underdog against Virginia Tech. First tip of the day. This is typically the most exciting game of the day because everyone's ready for the tournament to be here. That game tips. Everyone's going to be watching. We're going to be watching here at Old Smoky and Yeehaw, 6th and Peabody. You should join us if you're in Nashville. I'm going Gators uh, outright, money line to win against Virginia Tech. One thing to watch in this game, Omar Payne, will he play? Uh, there is some speculation that he may be serving some sort of punishment suspension for the elbow on John Fulkerson that has not been announced or may not be announced. You just may not see him play in this game. So that's something to watch because he is a, a contributor off the bench for Florida. I still like the Gators. I like Mike White's system. I like how they defend. Teams that defend well typically do well in this tournament because that's the great equalizer. When your shots aren't falling, if you've got great defense, you can hang around. Virginia Tech is a good offensive team, but I think the Gators get it done. Colgate and Arkansas. This is one similar to when we talked about Michigan State yesterday. Whenever everyone starts talking about one thing, and with us on this show and others, it was Michigan State and Tom Izzo's success in the tournament. They're going to beat UCLA. They're going to beat BYU. They're going to make a run because they got hot late. What happened? They lost in overtime in the first four to UCLA. They airballed the jumper. <laughs> the Twice. first thing that everyone talks about with Colgate and Arkansas, boy, these teams, this, this is going to be first one to 120 is going to win this game. They're going to go out there and light up the scoreboard. They're going to, it's not going to happen. They're going to be cold shooting. They're not going to reach the 160 and a half points of the over-under. I'm going under mm. on Colgate, Arkansas. It's not going to be the shootout everyone hopes to see. That's a lot of points. I like the under in Colgate, Arkansas. I, I like the Razorbacks winning, much like Hutton, but I'm taking the under on Colgate, Arkansas. And finally, this is a, an early afternoon tip. I love the Red Raiders of Texas Tech for a lot of reasons. Utah State. Impressive resume, lots of wins. Four points, not a lot for Texas Tech in that game. I like Texas Tech covering the four against Utah State. That is my parlay. That's terrific. And this is terrific because we're going to hit nine different games. Oh, perfect. And that's not pre-planned. That is the beauty of OutKick 360. <clears throat> uh, mine are let's, not hear your, let's hear your winner, Paul. Mine yeah. are not in the order of time by uh, any means. And by the way, you made convincing cases for all those games. I'll, okay. I'll go lay those two parlays <laughs> right, right now. Um, Baylor giving 24 and a half. Look, this is big boys versus little kids. Baylor versus Hartford. <laughs> Baylor uh, beat Nova, beat Kansas, beat West Virginia. They have a great defense. You know what their issue is? They graded offensive rebounding. You know what their issue is? They're not that reliable from the free throw line. 
you know how much free throws are going to be a factor against Hartford? Not at all. Not <laughs> what do you know about the city of Hartford? Not being at all. a northeastern Well, guy, I flew what, into what Hartford know? many times to go to ESPN, <laughs> right? insurance capital of the United States. Yeah. Uh, West Hartford's a cool town with lots of nice, like, pizza joints, bars, and stuff like that. It's where Dan Patrick's based. Okay. It's fine. It's on its way to New Britain, Connecticut. Is it like a small town? Is it a big yeah, area? Yeah, it's a small town. Okay. Yeah. Um, for free throws. On the way from Hartford, uh, now they, they, they're going to need to hit some free throws. It's not going to matter. <laughs> they're going to need to get the On line. the way from Hartford to Bristol from ESPN, I used to drive by New Britain, Connecticut, where my siblings were all born and where my dad worked for 12 years. A little Kuharski family history. Uh, that's, they're going to cover 24 and a half, no problem. Um, Wisconsin plus one and a half over North Carolina. This is my Big Ten thing. I'm sticking with it. Uh, Wisconsin beat Loyola, beat Louisville, beat Michigan State. Less impressive than it was a day ago. Uh, they hold people to 42.1%. They shoot roughly the same. Wisconsin always defensive team. I think they'll give North Carolina problems. Georgia Tech is going to lose to Loyola Chicago by uh, more than four and a half. Mm. Uh, Moses Wright, this hasn't gotten a lot of attention, I don't feel like. He's a six foot nine guy. He's out for Georgia Tech. In the last six games for the Yellow Jackets, 23.5 points, 10 rebound average. He's out. He would have contained Cameron Crutura. Crutwig. Crutwig. Yeah. Sorry, I, my notes are sloppy. He's Crutwig. Got a, he's got a great mustache. So Cameron, know about him. Cameron Crutwig's Sweet got the stash. potential to go off. Loyola, I think, is the top scoring D in the country. They're top uh, 50 scoring offense, and we saw P Porter Moser a couple of years ago, very good coach. What's the over-under for Sister Jean on the screen? Uh, she's going to be there. Wait, she's, she has she's announced got, that she'll be yeah, there. Yeah, she's had her vaccine and everything. Uh, look, I, I don't like overplayed storylines, so it was cute at the beginning. I'm, I'm over her now. You're over her? Yeah. You, you want her to die? Yeah, so I don't know what kind of odds. <laughs> I don't want Paul, <laughs> Go on record. Paul, wants, no. Paul feels like Sister no, Jean's no. done enough in this life, and She's, it's time for her to go to her heavenly home. Is Look, that is Nance her? there? I'm not too. Uh, is that Nance's I, game? I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not above saying there are some people I wouldn't mind suffering a painless death. <laughs> a painless death. <laughs> but she, she's not one. And I'm of saying course that, not. I'm saying that sarcastically. I got plus five, uh, 516. You guys know what your odds are? I'm curious about that. Who, who took the most risk there with their $50 uh, Guaranteed. Oh, I'm not sure. I did not see that Let's part. Let's hit that again before we're I've done. I've got to check. Today. We'll preview the SEC matchups as well. Plus, uh, we're going to get Clay Travis's take on his perfect parlay for today through FanDuel as we get set for the OutKick VIP watch party here at 6th and Peabody. It's OutKick 360. Clay Travis joins us next. Head to FanDuel. Place your bets. Your top parlays, all the picks, fanduel.com slash OK360. Glad you're with us. Outkick 360 on the Outkick OTT Network. We are live, about to get going for the VIP watch party that takes place here at 6th and Peabody in Nashville. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Clay Travis joins us fresh off the slopes in Colorado. <laughs> I didn't get on the slopes. I don't do. Uh, I hit a tree about a decade ago uh, and decided that uh, that skiing and uh, snowboarding was not for me. My wife is outstanding at it, and uh, my kids are rapidly becoming uh, snow uh, snow geniuses, I guess, in some way. But yeah, we just got back from Utah last so do night. You, you hang at the so lodge. What are you doing while they're doing? Uh, I pretty much work. It's what I do no matter where <laughs> I am. You were, I heard you were told not to work. 
to some extent, yeah. I mean, I, I put in too many hours. I don't think there's you, any doubt. You but. were you were pulled by a dog sled at one point, and you claimed that the dogs <laughs> oh, loved dogs it. The dogs did love it. I mean, yeah. the dogs were really happy. Uh, I'd never been on a dog I sled I thought that before. was a disclaimer for PETA. I talked to the dogs beforehand, and they loved the dogs it. I promise that this is not abuse. for it. I will tell you that they were ecstatic. They looked like they were having fun. Underway. They yeah. really did. And uh, and it was a lot of fun. I'm watching this uh, this feed. This is a really good job that they've done setting you guys up. And uh, just reminding everybody that uh, at 11, right, the doors officially open for everybody at 10. The Outkick VIPs get in. We're going to do uh, a meet and greet here in just a little bit. So I'm excited about that. Obviously excited about the NCAA tournament being back after two years of absence. And, uh, and I can't wait to... Uh, start to have a little bit of uh, Las Vegas feel for the city of Nashville and the state of Tennessee in terms of just being able to bet on any game at any point in time. Who should people be betting the farm on? Uh, I would take Oregon State. It's my favorite bet of the day, plus eight and a half. I think it's up to uh, fanduel.com slash clay. Get $50 free bet if you're in the state of Tennessee clay right now. Clay is a noted Rick Barnes hater. I just, I, I just don't have any faith in this Tennessee offense to consistently be able to score. And if you can't, uh, if I feel like there's going to be a five or six minute drought, I don't know how you don't take Oregon State with an opportunity to, uh, to cover that number. We'll actually be live doing Fox Bet Live during that game which is just brutal if somebody really cares about uh, obviously i want tennessee to win but i love uh, that play in terms of uh, getting that bet in on uh, oregon state i see i i look at that game oregon state preseason picked last yeah. in their conference they heat up at the right time and they win yeah tennessee i, I thought got going again though like i guard play and defense that's what everyone preaches in the tournament tennessee can play that style i don't know if they have a point guard uh, and that's my biggest uh, that's my biggest concern for Tennessee because I think the reason why the offense disappears at times is they don't have somebody who can efficiently get them into the offense. Santiago Vascovi uh, is a good, I think, kind of off-ball player at times. I don't think he's proven that he can be a high-caliber point guard. DJ and, Bailey's not a point guard. Yeah, at all. Josiah Jordan-James is their best point guard in, in- and, and they tried time because they, he just gets the ball at the court. They tried to give the ball to Keon Johnson and give him a chance to make plays, but he just turns the ball over too much. Um, and so I think Springer and Johnson can get hot. I'm sure they will at some point make some tough mid-range jumpers. Uh, they're not outside shooters, and uh, ultimately uh, I think that Oregon State will cover. I think Tennessee will find a way to win, uh, and I'm curious to see what would happen potentially against Oklahoma State in the next round. Uh, but that, uh, that's where I would go as my favorite pick. How many one seeds do you have in your final four? Uh, I brought my bracket in here because I got to get my picks in. I've got three, which is pretty boring. Same. But, Me too. Uh, Me too. But I think if you look, and I've got Florida State as kind of the uh, the outlier there. Clay, you and I have the same final four. Oh, that's. Uh, that's <laughs> I have Florida State, and uh, who's that's surprised it. That, yeah, who's that's, surprised at Chad McCoppin? Uh, once again, uh, though, just like I mean, we didn't check each other on yeah. the, the parlays today, I had no idea. Clay just now filled us out, but I have the same yeah, I'm final suspect. four. Yeah, you know. What, what I would say in general is we've seen so far in the world of sports, everybody uh, thought maybe the COVID stuff was going to create chaos. Instead, the best teams have typically ended up being yeah. even more reliable bets than they would have been in past. I mean, you think about the Dodgers, best team in major leagues. They win the World Series. Uh, the uh, Whether Bucks. you love or hate LeBron James. The Lakers. Lakers are the best team and certainly the best leader. Uh, the Bucks have the best leader in the history of the NFL and the best quarterback in the history of the NFL going up against the best current team, the Chiefs and the Super Bowl. Bucks found a way to win at home. Uh, you've got the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were the best team in the NHL, and clearly Alabama Crimson Tide, who were the best team in uh, college football. And all of those teams, I feel like, found a way to win. And I think discipline has mattered more than it ordinarily would. We'll see whether that ends up being the case. But honestly, 
I think if the Zags go on and win, uh, it's one of the great stories in the history of college basketball, and I feel like it's so underrated that they could finish 32-0, and same record as 76 Indiana Hoosiers. Is it, I mean, how uncommon is it that the number one overall seed in a tournament is the fan favorite? Right? I, I, Everyone loves Mark Few. Yeah. It would be the first undefeated team since you mentioned since Indiana. In 76. Kind of and it's Gonzaga. And it should be a monster story, and I feel like it's kind of slid under the radar a bit because the West Coast Conference doesn't have a lot of big games. BYU is the only other really ascendant team in that conference right now. And those games are played so late on the West Coast that a lot of times East Coast media or people waking up in the majority of the country, um, I think the stat is, it's kind of a crazy stat, 80% of people live in the Eastern time zone or in the, uh, in the Central time zone. And so it makes sense a lot of times when you see these West Coast teams argue, hey, we're being overlooked. Yeah, that's accurate. You are, because a lot of people go to bed. East Coast bias isn't hating the West Coast. It's just people go to bed. Yeah, and, le- and unless you hate Jesuits for some reason, <laughs> yeah. no one hates Gonzaga. That's right. So everyone's all in on Gonzaga for that that's reason. Right. It's not like a Duke or Kentucky where you hate them. So I'm all in on the Zags this year also. Clay, are you pleased with uh, your hire through one week? Yeah, so look, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just excited about all the things that are going on at OutKick on a day-to-day basis. I mean, one reason why I work so many hours uh, is because there's so many different things going on. I'm kind of wearing multiple hats where I do three hours of radio. I've got the daily television show. I usually do the Periscope and the Facebook show. Uh, that's roughly, you know, whatever it is, five hours almost of live content that I put out every single day. And then uh, we manage a lot more. But the OutKick audience is, uh, is just massive. Um, sports gambling is such a positive overall sort of, I would say, jet fuel on the growth of the company in general. Uh, there are 10 states that have sports gambling right now, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, uh, West Virginia, Colorado, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Tennessee, Michigan, and Virginia. I think I just hit them all. And already I can see, and I bet you guys can see, I'm sure Paul can because he's covered uh, sports for a long time, what I said and have believed for a long time is there's basically been a couple of transformative events in most of our lives that have changed the way we write, talk, and cover sports. One was cable, because for people out there who might be watching this or listening to this, when you were young, you might have to go to the newspaper or you might have to go to the radio to actually listen to, uh, to see who won a game. And that's almost crazy for anybody who's a kid today. Uh, And I think the second one is fantasy sports, because a lot of people talk about the NFL and the new television deal that they just signed, officially announced yesterday. That was what changed the NFL trajectory forever, because instead of just caring about your favorite team, now you had a reason to care about every game, players in every game. And I think sports gambling is the third. So I think, and I'm not sure that there's ever going to be another one in my life. I guess you could argue streaming as Amazon now has got Thursday night football. But I think the three things that have changed sports the most in my life Rise of cable, uh, the uh, uh, fantasy sports, and now sports gambling. And I think what you're going to see with sports gambling is it's going to have a truly transformative effect in the way that people cover sports uh, and in the integration of the game itself um, in in terms of uh, how people are gambling and everything else. We're going to see the networks embrace it. A lot more time. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, Fox Sports just got uh, exclusive, uh, you know, large partnership with NFL. Like every NFL team has done it. And I think uh, here in Nashville, uh, where we are, the Titans partnership with MGM had a massive impact on their overall uh, share of the audience. Um, and uh, I, I think every individual team is going to have their own deal. And I just, I really do think that it is going to be. Um, It's going to be amazing to watch the way that that gets integrated to the extent that I think there will soon be opportunities uh, to watch games entirely from a gambling perspective. 
uh, where instead of sitting down and hearing the voice of God, so to speak, of these Tony Romos and Jim Nances calling games, I think you'll be able to, uh, to sit down and watch a streamed version of the game that's entirely focused on gambling. Clay, you have a mailbag every week. Yeah. It's very popular at OutKick. I want to do sort of an, an on-air version of the mailbag of frequently asked questions we get about our show yeah. and about OutKick, okay? Yeah. Um, OutKick VIPs. Yeah. You're hosting a VIP event coming up here in, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. Here at uh, 6 and Peabody at 10 a.m. Uh, a lot of people were thinking, oh, we have to pay to be a VIP to watch your show or hear your show, no. which they don't have to. Explain the VIP program and the perks that come with it, like an event like today. Yeah, well, I mean, look, one of the ways, there are many different ways that a company can make, uh, can make money today. Uh, one of the ones that I think is going to become more and more popular is doing events. And obviously, COVID has messed up that in a big way. But if you want to be able to come and have exclusive access to people who work at OutKick, if you want to be able to comment on our articles, call into my radio show and maybe also setting it up where you can uh, call in on your show in the near future, uh, if you want to be able to come to these events, uh, all of those things are all rolled into the VIP package. And I think increasingly we will put more and more things behind the VIP wall as we are continuing to add more and more talent and more and more people. Um, and I think it's a pretty incredible value given all of those propositions. Um, and, uh, and so it's a substantial part of our business for people who are the most diehard of the OutKick community. And right now, I think you get an autographed copy of my book. Uh, as a part of that, we have monthly subscriptions, we have yearly subscriptions. And uh, I think that has been uh, something that people are really enjoying. Also an OutKick VIP message board where people can interact uh, with each other. So. To me, I mean, we're not ever going to be the athletic, which puts basically everything behind a paywall. I don't believe in that. But I do think that we can be a, uh, we can be a place where we're going to do live events. I mean, just me uh, for the VIPs. I've done events, and again, most of this is pre-COVID. But we did Washington, D.C., we did L.A., we did Houston, we did Atlanta, we did uh, obviously Nashville, Memphis, Birmingham. Uh, and, and probably more, New York City, Vegas. like all the Vegas, all those places we've had events where people could come and hang out. And uh, I think they're going to get last bigger night. and better. And last night we had an award we gave away. I think something like ten or 20,000 people signed up to try to win dinner uh, with, uh, with, with me uh, and you guys. And uh, we had a good time uh, at the dinner time. last night. So right now we're starting out as a two-hour show. It's, it's going to eventually yeah. grow. What was your vision with this and, and how things will grow? Well, what I want to do, so this, this may be a crazy idea, but when I started OutKick, I didn't really ever conceive of us being able to compete in the opinion space with everybody. But I think what is happening, if you look at the, sorry, I talked about the technological trajectory of sports and the three big events that are going on. A fourth that I would add, and this isn't unique to sports, however, is the, the, the decline of the cable and satellite bundle, which obviously is going to have a big impact on sports in general, but streaming and television are basically coming together. And so what I think is going to happen as streaming and television come together is there isn't really an advantage for an ESPN when it comes to sports opinion. Now, they're going to have the rights. They're going to pay $2 billion for the NFL or CBS or everybody else. But to me, there's no reason why OutKick can't be every bit as compelling when it comes to sports opinion from 6 a.m. in the morning to 7 p.m. on the East Coast uh, when there are no games being played. So I think uh, my strategy is for us to build out a you know, potentially 13-hour 
live daily, Monday to Friday, maybe eventually expanding into the weekends before the games kick off. Not while the games themselves are necessarily going on, but while everybody is talking about the games. And, and also, you know, look, OutKick is a sports and opinion site. So we learned, I think pretty easily, the audience that likes me doesn't really care what I'm talking about. They want to hear my take on the world. I mean, our audience exploded when there were no sports for three months. So I think there's a desperate craving out there for a non-ESPN voice in the opinion space. And so I think OutKick can be, in many ways, that voice. We're thrilled for the expansion. Yeah, and, look, and, I mean... And, yeah. and people, I mean, honestly, Clay, people thought when we started on Monday, like, that's the polished, finished product. And yeah. The reminder is, this is the launching pad what, for where we're going. What I always say is, uh, you know, perfection is the enemy of good. And I think that's a stolen quote from Mark Zuckerberg when they were doing Facebook. But if you sit around trying to make something perfect, then you never actually do it. And so what I would do, like to do is you know, break things and move fast. And if something works, add more steam to it. If it fails, okay, like we can iterate quickly. Um, and, and I think the advantage of being uh, the size of an outkick company is you know, we're a speedboat. And some people are more comfortable on aircraft carriers. That's fine, I understand. But an aircraft carrier has to make really far and advanced decisions in order to adjust the direction in which it's going. A speedboat can zoom around an aircraft carrier and make really quick, adroit decisions. And I think that's what OutKick is able to do in the sports media landscape in a way, frankly, that a lot of other companies can't. Well, you work with good people because we came into this expecting a lot more speed bumps well, uh, I'm in sure the, in the first week. And look, nothing's perfect, but I mean, I think our setup here today at Old Smoky yeah. looks great. Our setup in studio looks great. We've been on air when we're right. supposed to be on air. It's you know, it's gone off from that respect, flawless. So that's yes. that's so, a good start in in, the, in that regard. Some people would say, you know, I, I I think we were talking last night. I'm I'm kind of fascinated by the concept of the adjacent possible, right? Like I was, we were at dinner talking about like how do you decide what to do next. And I think when you have some success, your adjacent possible expands. So when I started OutKick almost a decade ago, the idea that you could do an all-day video streaming podcast uh, audio universe was crazy, right? I didn't have that ability. I could sit down and write articles and hopefully be entertaining at OutKick. Well, as we've grown, now I think our adjacent possible has become so much more substantial in that respect. And so the idea of being able to have somebody sit down and say, hey, I'd rather watch OutKick today than watch ESPN, I think that's a reality. You know, it's not like we're going to have necessarily millions of people, but ESPN doesn't have millions of people during the day. Yep. You know, I mean, a lot of that stuff I think is going to fade, and I would rather be in the streaming space than I would in the cable space right now. And the other thing is giving people so many different ways to listen, right? Uh, when I started, when I did local radio, one of the things that was unique is they could hear you, but then it vanished forever. Like there's almost no tape, right? And now people have gotten to the point where they're like my kids. They expect any show that's ever been made in the history of mankind to be available to them at that exact moment. And so I think what we're starting to do is, hey, you can find us on audio. You can find us on video. You can watch us live. You can go back and watch us uh, streamed you know, at later hours in your house. Um, and so uh, I just think that's an imp incredibly compelling value proposition because it gives the consumer the choice of how to, how to ex enjoy and experience a product. And radio is going to be a part of this also. Yeah. With us. I mean, I think, again, there will be 
every possible way that you can imagine to consume your show, my show, any shows that are out there that we're doing, uh, we will have that ability. Clay Travis, check out Outkick the Show, which is what returns today, or are you doing that? No, next no, week? I'll come back on because the games Monday. are going on. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've got to. We're doing this event, and then I got to get back out. I've got a couple of meetings. I mean, one of the challenges of my uh, my schedule now is trying to balance. Everything. You will be live on FS1 today, though. Yeah, yeah, we got TV. So, so I'll be live so from 3 to 3.30 Central. How torn are you, UT-wise, rooting for your team versus the bet? Uh, I mean, I would if I lose, you know, the money that I bet on Oregon State uh, to cover the eight and a half, I'll be like the best money I spent. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, mean, so, I mean, I think there's a, I think there's emotional hedging that goes on sometimes when people yeah. really care because... It's hedging it, your happiness. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if you told me right now, hey, how much would you spend for of your cash? For Tennessee to make a Final Four run this year, I'd probably cut a check to charity for 100 grand right now. Like that's how much it would be worth to me for all the time that I've spent 40 years or whatever of rooting for the University of Tennessee. I would right now, I think, cut a check for 100 thousand dollars if you told me Tennessee will go to the Final Four. And that look, there are people who make infinitely more money than me. Uh, I've always thought this is kind of funny. And and uh, you know when they had discovered oil in Texas. Uh, so, like some people are like Bill Gates, I'm going to eradicate malaria, right? Bill Gates makes all that money, goes into uh, trying to make the world a better place, pours all his resources into that. The Texas oil guys were just like, we're going to have the best damn high school football team ever. <laughs> and we're going to, you know, that's sort of the story of SMU, right? And we're going to buy every player we possibly can. So it is funny to me to think about when sudden wealth arise, or arrives how some people respond it's like to the it. the T-Boone's picking approach, right, at Oklahoma State. You just State. get I'm gonna, fil filthy rich, and joy. your universe, even though you have these billions of dollars, is still like, hey, this is the high school I root for. This is the uh, – it's very parochial and provincial in that respect. And so one guy, Bill Gates, is trying to cure malaria, and in the SWAC, they were just like, we're buying every good player <laughs> there is. Yeah. Somebody get, get Eric Dickerson get, on the get, line. Yeah, get, I got 100 grand get for me, him. I'm buying a Corvette dealership, so we never have to worry about players for the rest of all time. So uh, there's a little bit of that, I think. Uh, if I ever had a billion dollars, I'd probably pay for a lot of players. <laughs> hey, man, thanks, thanks for uh, Outkick 360. Yes. I mean, I'm excited it's, for it's this. Been hey, a, you it's guys been a great been... debut week for us, at least from our vantage point. Yeah, so. I'm surprised you guys are standing up, by the way. I would definitely want to be sitting down. That is a... Uh, well, there was a crotch. There's a crotch shot in the other studio. Yes. If you if you really want to see us sitting down, We're it's, it's quite the angle. It's quite the angle. For a man, it's much more natural to stand and not sit. There's no real comfortable way for a man to sit <laughs> I on disagree. camera. I'm very good at sitting. Uh, yeah. I, I like. Some people are like, I want a standing desk. You know, that's like been trendy or whatever else. Like I would Our always guys. prefer. Yeah, I would always prefer to sit. Uh, but anyway, so uh, people can come out at 11. This place opens up for everybody. That's right. Uh, and you guys are going. How long are you staying? Are you watching the Tennessee All day. The Tennessee, Tennessee game. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. The Tennessee yep. game is at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central here. Uh, and so I'll be doing my television show while that Tennessee game is on. But then I'm going to come back afterwards, and I'll be here for a few hours uh, after this. I'm going to go talk to the VIPs now. Enjoy. All right, boys. Knock right. it out. I'll That's see you. Well. Travis yep. has been with us on Outkick 360. We're going to wrap up the hour, and then we get to the Tennessee Power Hour. We're going to talk. Tennessee Volunteers and the matchup against Oregon State. We get into a variety of topics with the Titans as well, and we get you set on all of the SEC matchups throughout the opening round of the tournament. It's all straight ahead on Outkick 360.